ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another podcast of Gaming Gone Weird. This is episode number 67, the podcast where we talk about everything and all weird gaming and from the games that me and Pete play on this channel. I am your host, or one of your hosts, Nick Tana, one of the best gamers on the channel out of the two of us. I'm just going to throw that out there real quick for anybody that watches this that's new. And on my right, I have my main man. He had to point out his wireless headphones to me because I didn't know they were wireless. He mm. fixed his microphone because apparently he knew it was bad. But that's my main man, my best friend, the peanut butter to my jelly. Y'all call him Ghost Stories. I call him Pete. Pete, what's up, baby? How you feeling? Uh, dude, I'm feeling bathed. Uh, bathed. I oh, got water. My. I've so, dude. So, for anybody uh, who doesn't know, Ghost Stories actually had a pandemic going on, man. He he was, he was, uh, I'll let you go through and explain it, man. Tell the people I, what was I happening a, to you. I had a, a plumbing emergency and uh, was um, down bad on, on the water situation for uh, about two weeks. And uh, it got real swampy in the house. That's all I'm going to say. So man. tough. It got real swampy in the house. That's so um, tough, man. Going without the water is it's not the bad part. It was the I didn't know that there was an underground leak for, you know, 15, 16 days. So <clears throat> quite a lot a lot a lot of water lost. Um and uh it's not cheap. Yeah. Not cheap. My prayers were to you and your dirty draws, a hundred percent, dude. A hundred percent. What draws after after seven days, nothing left. <laughs> Oh man, I can I can only just feel your pain, dude. Because like yeah. we kind of know, like sometimes I feel like gamers have that type of uh, they have that stereotype, right? They say gamers like stink, and like mm. now now that we have a podcast and we sit here and we talk about games, and now it's like you're openly saying that you couldn't take a shower, and now we stink. So like now we're just kind of putting that stereotyping to to well, you work. Can't smell at me that through point. the camera. You can't smell me through the camera. That's fine. Mm. Nope, definitely it's cold. not. You would imagine in the summer. Oh, that would have been. In Georgia? No. No words, man. I got no words. But other than that, I've been enjoying games. What about yourself? Man, I have been kind of doing the same. So I have been kind of like picking through, grinding away through the Dragon Quest Monsters. I just hit the 30-hour mark, and I feel like I'm maybe above 50% done. Round of applause, everybody. I don't know. I don't know, man. Dragon Quest monsters. Dude, I think it's only 33 hours, dude. But like every time I play these Dragon Quest games, I sit there and I really just like I get sidetracked by like the the gimmicks that they put in the game. So I did a lot of my time like researching and fusing monsters and combining them together, maybe going mm-hmm. through and like leveling up my monsters because I felt like they were under leveled, uh, mm-hmm. like going through certain move sets. I'm like, dude, I was low key being a major, major sweat. Um, and not really until it took me like a decent amount of time to really understand how the game works and the gimmicks behind it. And like, just all the game really wants you to do is make sure like, as you're going through like, echelons are called echelons is you want to make sure that you have higher rank monsters each time you move along so like don't keep g rank monsters even though they're like level 50 you want to right. some like some re- like once you reach the middle like areas you want to make sure you get like b's and c monsters and then level those ones up and then go ahead and like start grinding those guys up because they're going to be essential to the team so i was doing that streamed it a little bit yesterday and i'm just kind of chipping away at it man i saw that you were playing some hi-fi rush i want to hear about that 
Uh, yeah, started and thank you for the, uh, for the gifted title. Um, you sent uh, high five rush my way and we started that. We're about six hours in seven hours in. I think I'm halfway through. I think I'm 50% of the boss is complete. Um, and I will say that, uh, it should have been, I, I think it should have been at least a nomination for game of the year. Uh, um, oh, dude, I just don't understand why I, that was the one. Dude, there was like two or three games where clearly I felt like should have been nominated for game of the year and they just weren't. I I think Hi-Fi Rush could I think it I think it deserved a nomination. I, I don't think it should have won necessarily, but um the originality, uh the art style, the fact that it's a rhythm-based fighting game, how many of those exist? Not only exist but are are good. Um it's yeah, it's it's I don't know. It's just like it's another one of those games where it's like this is kind of the level that you need to be at if you want to be great. Um, I would say at least as good as Hi-Fi Rush um, mm-hmm. if you want to be excellent. So, uh, yeah, it's it's fantastic. Um, I, if I had a little if I had a little criticism for it, I, I think that sometimes the platforming there's a lot of platforming. I think they drag it out a little too long sometimes. Like, I don't need a platforming level to be 35 minutes. I could. I could have had the same experience and had just as much fun in 25 minutes or um, so sometimes to me, it feels like they extend out the the platforming elements just, just a little bit too long. But if if I had to criticize something, that would be, that'd be it. Otherwise cutscenes are great. Characters are combat is smooth. Um, There's a lot going on on the screen at any one time, tons of combinations. Uh, I like companion combinations and they have a ton of those. I Um, saw that you did more of a build toward the companion combinations, which is cool. I felt like they're useful for certain, like certain enemies that you go up against. But like a lot of the time I wanted to make sure that I could dish out the most damage because I still have to fight for myself instead of just waiting on my companions to be able to attack. But I mean, they still work really well. Yeah. Yeah. And there, and you can, there's so many upgrades like the circuits um, and you can like spec all of that into your companion stuff. So they come out really fast uh, you can have them do, you know, whatever their attacks are, depending on, um, how you either hold a button or tap a button, uh, they'll do different things, which is really cool. Right. Uh, there's just a lot of, um, yeah, I mean, it's, you have to like music and you have to have some rhythm. If you, if you're just bad at rhythm, just in real life, it's going to be a real struggle for you. Mm-hmm. It, like timing. If you're t- like, if you're bad at timing buttons, this is going to be a, a really difficult game. <laughs> right. Be. Uh, I saw they were nominated for some accessibility stuff, so I wonder if they had some kind of like assistance or um, like an easier version of. The... I would have to look at that. It probably has to do with some sort of the rhythm. Like you could probably play it. Like I don't quote me on this, but I feel like it might be a little bit easier to play if you have like vision problems. Like because I mean, you you literally could just listen to the tempo and just kind of like right. hack and slash through it. Um, and I want to go back to what you said before we kick off into like the question of the day and the first topic and stuff like that. Mm. Um, you were talking about like the platforming for the game. I think the platforming was fine. Um, I, like, I think honestly, how you said the platforming dragged out. I think they did it like perfectly to a T because there were some times where it was like, you need a break because when you're fighting, it's hordes of enemies, hordes, 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 hordes. So they give you a lot of enemy fights. So like when you get to a certain part of the map, they're let you fight out like three waves of hordes mm-hmm. and then usually like a really strong like boss and whatever else. And then you got a platform to the next wave. So right. I honestly thought like giving you that little break instead of like being a consistent fighting thing. If you want consistent fighting, you would do like the battle tower mode and so forth. So right. 
I think for the game itself. But like, I am like a, a Hi-Fi Rush like fanatic. I think this is like might be one of my favorite Xbox titles of all time. Might be one of my favorite things Bethesda has put out, and one of the top five games that I played this year, a hundred percent. I think it's a top ten title on the year, um, pretty easily. Right. Yep. For, I feel for you, me. man. Yeah. I feel you. It's a great choice. We're still waiting for that Hades stream, though. Mm, the Hades is coming, y'all. If Dragon Quest Monsters doesn't take another freaking, it says thirty hours, to forty hours if you're crushing through the main story. So you okay. gotta be getting close. Listen, but I'm bad at video games, so you know it's gonna take longer. <laughs> so, right, right. um, and I want to give a big shout out to everybody that's in here watching. Everybody kicking it, man. Uh, if you like weird video game news, uh, us talk about video games that we played and that we've been crushing through, and just uh, keeping up with uh, everything Pete and Nick. Uh, I advise you guys to make sure you guys subscribe to the channel. We do talk about weird gaming every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. And um, like and comment is like the best way to help like push out to the algorithm that like, hey, this gaming podcast is good for you guys and you want other people to hear it and let us penetrate their ear holes to really bring that weird gaming and that love for gaming to other people. So make sure you guys do that. And I'm going to have Pete kick it off with the question of the day and the beautiful titles that we have kicked off for you guys. And a very, very crazy thing that's happening in the gaming world. Pete, uh, go ahead and shoot yes. it off. Question of the day, and I'll modify it just a little bit. Uh, who is your favorite gaming sidekick and or what do you think the best sidekick in gaming history is? Listen. One or the other. This is this is a very very mod. This is like an answer that this is very opinionated because mm-hmm. low key, you got to look at it from Sonic's point of view, right? I gave it away, bro. Tails is like the perfect wingman for Sonic, bro. Does Tails do anything moderately great? I wouldn't say so. Like I want to say, like Tails has his talents. Like you know, he's a mechanic. He knows how to fly. He knows how to, like, do the plane situation, but he's always there when Sonic needs him. Mm -hmm. And then eventually, throughout the years, he proved to everybody, I don't need Sonic no more. I need to less worry about Sonic and trying to be like Sonic and write my own story. And that's why, bro, Tails is, like, the legitimate answer for me to where it's like, I just love the way that they wrote his lines and his stories. And like he he's there whenever Sonic needs him, but he understands that like, I'm here for you, bro, but I have to write my own story. That's the Homer pick right there. Wow. That's deep. You put some thought into that. We're getting deep. We're getting deep. (laughs) Dude, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't ready for that. I I feel like I don't even want to answer. That's right. They call me Shakespeare when it comes to uh, Sonic lore. Yeah. You should do a Sonic lore video. Oh my god, dude, dude! That video would be forever. That, I mean, that'd be a good that'd be a good watch. I just uh, want to replay the older <laughs> ones for real. Sonic DX and Adventure Two; those are the best ones. I've got some. I feel like there's some classic picks that aren't necessarily my f- most favorite, but I think they, um, I think they land pretty high. And I'm, the first one that I think is kind of obvious. Well, maybe not obvious, but one that I think's pretty decent is probably like a like a Yoshi. Uh, a Yoshi type character. Okay, I think that's a pretty good sidekick. Um, I think people would say Luigi, but he's the main character in his own games now. So I don't. 
Yoshi has like, his own games though too. Oh, that's true. That's true. But hey, you could say though that like Yoshi, it was that one Yoshi. It was Yoshi Island, where like you needed Yoshi to platform throughout the game. You needed Mario and Yoshi. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that was a bad answer. But no, actually, I think I still terrible. think Yoshi's. I think Yoshi's a solid sidekick. I will say my favorite sidekick all time is Cortana from Halo. Uh, I think that's one of the best sidekicks in all of gaming history. Um, I will stick with my answer of of Yoshi as well. And I'm trying to think of anybody else. Um, I feel like the dog from Fable was a pretty good sidekick. Uh, once they added the uh, uh, the mechanics where the dog could actually mm-hmm. find treasure for you. I would say um, the same you could thing actually for Fallout. Up, you could upgrade the dog to to do a bunch of extra stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I think those are my picks. I think uh, I think I like Yoshi, Cortana, and then the the dog from Fable. I can't remember if it had a specific like name it. or if it was just called Dog, but Dog D O G baby. Yeah, yeah, Woo-hoo. I'm excited for that. Um, but I think Cortana would be my number one pick as the best sidekick. Truly a sidekick helps in the cutscenes and the story, but. Not actually with the combat. Honorable mention, the dog from Johnny Test. Now, to kick it off with the games. <laughs> to get off, to kick it off with the... Or, sorry, I'm just getting overly excited because there's so many games dropping this week. Um, Make sure you guys put down below what's your guys' favorite sidekick of all time in video game history or your favorite. Um, Kicking off with the games that are coming out this week. Drum roll, please. Nothing. Still nothing. Nothing. Nothing's coming out. Still this week. nothing. Okay. All right. So we can go ahead and uh, Pete's gonna I go could, ahead and that kick worries us me. Off. That worries me a little bit. Uh, dude, we're two weeks be... in. Nothing's coming out. Dude, we have Final Fantasy. We're not worried, bro. We got Final Fantasy Seven Rebirth in like fifty days. We also have mm-hmm. the Suicide Squad game looking great. Looking great. Throw it up. Dude. Yeah, throw it up. I think I think I can already picture the thumbnail now about how bad the Suicide Squad game is going to be. Should well, that's that's Should another top. That's a topic for another day. I'm gonna have Pete kick it off with the uh, first topic of the day. Pete, roll it to me. All right, topic number one on the day. We're gonna talk about a game, uh, a game here that's got a lot of attention. Uh, it sold a heck of a lot of copies. Um, was nominated for nothing at the Game Awards, despite being so profitable and uh, so successful. Uh, we're going to talk about Hogwarts Legacy. And Hogwarts Legacy uh, sold 22 million some odd copies last year in 2023. Uh, and it is, was extremely successful uh, as a title. So the question is, what's next in the Harry Potter world as far as games go? So... They have a lot of capital now. They have a an extremely proven title that they can fall back on. Uh, they have the rights to the series. And the question is, it, it, I might even kick it to you as well. The question is, what would be a natural next step for them, uh, be it a sequel, Hogwarts Legacy 2? Um, I know that they're coming out with, when I say they, I mean Warner Brothers and, and all the uh, teams combined, Avalanche and all of those guys. They're coming out with a 
uh, a Quidditch Champions game, which is a little more cartoony. I, did you ever play the beta or beta test it? No, I didn't get to play the beta, but like as soon as everybody was talking about like, yo, I got a beta, but you can't just talk about it. I was like, nah, I'm good to just not play it then, to be honest. Yeah, they, they did make me sign a little digital NDA. Um, and it was a little more cartoony, kind of a, a Rocket League vibe. So very, very fast. Um, okay. It, I don't think Quidditch, and let me know your opinion as well. I don't think Quidditch would have worked very well in Hogwarts Legacy. It was just too, you know no. what I mean? Like, So here's the thing, and I'm sorry to cut you off at the end there. But no, go ahead. the thing is, is that Hogwarts Legacy was one of the perfect, I would say, single player experiences for 2023. Yeah. Now, a lot of people had the argument that it felt like, oh, the game's a little bit repetitive, which I will say, like, combat did get a little bit stale near the end, and it felt like some of the combos and a lot of the moves you did use a lot of the time because certain combos just work better with, like, certain moves. So, like, you definitely want to have a move where you could lift somebody up and then you want to slam them down. Like, you know what I'm saying? To stun them and utilize the full combos of the game. Uh, but I think that Porky's did a incredible job with Hogwarts Legacy. And I want to give a big shout out to like the 22 million copies that was sold. It's not even a year in its lifespan. And even with the backlash that it got and a lot of people saying that like, oh, we don't know if we should like protest the Hogwarts thing. Like we really don't got a deep dive into that. But a lot of people were saying like, they're not going to purchase the game because they don't even know like all of the situations that was going on, but it still sold very, very well. In my experience with it, it was a very, very fun game. Um, I ended up picking, as some of the clips will show you, I ended up being, uh, maybe not that one, I ended up being in Hufflepuff. <laughs> That's like the worst feature in the game, honestly. <laughs> it was the lockpicking lock lock picking so was bad. really weak. Yeah. Oh my God. But like, I think this is the one thing that like gamers love to look at when it comes to video games. And the thing about Hogwarts was, or like Hogwarts Legacy, was you got to be at Hogwarts and explore the castle every inch of it. There were secret passageways. You could go to all the rooms and like every single, like the cafeteria or like the, the big lunchroom that they had. And they had a bunch of good side characters. I think it did a perfect job as a single player game. It wasn't completely long. It was like, maybe it took me, 30 hours to do they yeah, had a lot they had a lot right. of side quests within the game they let you pick your own decisions for the most poor like most point and honestly i don't know what would be next me personally what i would want i'd like to see a hogwarts legacy like two or like a dlc hogwarts mm. legacy uh like prison of at like the at like the prison like you know what i'm saying like being That'd able to because cool. they made a whole movie out of that Right. So I feel like you could do like a whole like little side DLC of it. Like now I want to kick it off to you. Do you think that that would be the next step for them? Like maybe do they make a whole second game or do you think the DLC would be the smarter option to do? Cause honestly I'd play both of them if either or. I think that's a sequel would be a natural. What? A fishing game? <laughs> Don't we always oh, talk wait. about a fishing game? Oh yeah. As, hey, if there's a boat, I'm in. Uh, if I think a sequel to Hogwarts Legacy, so like a lot, Hogwarts Legacy Two seems like a natural transition for the series. They could easily make 
Um, when I say easily make, I mean it's just like the natural progression. Uh, first of all, the game is really, really big. So if you wanted to do all the content, 100% it, it actually takes a, a very long time because you have to go to all the villages, all the outskirts. You have to do all the side missions. There's actually the countryside's huge. Like you really can't travel forever. Um, I think that would be a natural. Uh, natural addition to the series to add a second one i think they could also release a series of just dlcs you could add uh one town you could add um you know like very specific questing where you could be part of the order of the phoenix and like do a bunch of stuff um uh, you know like special missions you could like go to the ministry of magic you could go to um you know you could be I don't know. There's like the, the world is so big, so you could do so much. So it'd be interesting to like, what if they had released a DLC where you could play as a, uh, you know, one of the followers of, of Voldemort and you're hunting the, uh, you're hunting Harry Potter or something, or you could play an or and defend him against, you know, death eaters or something. And they have mm-hmm. both of those included. Like that's a DLC. Um, or, you know, I, I don't know how much they want to include the, I think it was a really good move for them to not include all of the current stuff to go backwards. Wow. I think that was awesome. So wow. Hogwarts Legacy 2 would be sweet. Um, I I don't know, man. Like, is it is it just if they're just like, hey, this was a one and done, but there's there's so right. much they can do. I don't I don't even know how to expand on it besides doing a second one. Well, and then what do you do? It's just a brand new story from top to bottom. And then I want to kick it off to you in a sense to where it's like, do you think or like, I guess what I'm trying to say is, why do you think this game didn't get nominated for anything? Like, is there anything that poked out with the first one that you wish that could like translate into another game that they could fix to up that 22 million copy? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like the next thing that they put out, because I'd be, I'd be crazy to think that they wouldn't put out another Hogwarts Legacy game, something, a DLC. I mean, we already are getting Quidditch. That's going to be like a multiplayer loot box. That's going to be like your gimmicky Hogwarts stuff. There'll be a battle pass. Yeah, battle pass. Oh, grind. Get some teams like matchmaking. But like we're talking about like the solo story Hogwarts full experience. Like what was the problem to where this game didn't win awards but was still super successful? Dude, that, that is a great question, and that is some cloak and dagger stuff behind closed doors that we'll never know. Um, I think, you know, Super Mario Wonder was this, like, last-second ad, and I think Nintendo has an unlimited checkbook, so I think that helps influence that. Um, I, I still do not believe in remakes as games of the year. I don't believe it. I don't think they should be in. You're just redoing a game that's already made. Um, I don't know, man. Like, the music was good. How do you not, I don't know, like art direction? How do you not include that? I thought the voice acting for the most part was was okay. Like no one from there got a nomination. Yeah, I mean, I, I was going to say the only reason it didn't get voice acting was because maybe the main character wasn't voice acted. But also at the same time, uh, that's the, Baldur, a good point. the Baldur's Gate dude who won, he wasn't like, he was a he was a side character. He, he was one of character. several main characters. That's what I'm saying. Right. I mean, I guess if you say it like that, but you don't see like, um, dude, I forgot his name, but like the uh, the professor, you don't see him getting nominated for any awards. Yeah, or... yeah. I'm just, it's hard. It's just really hard for me to believe that it wasn't even nominated for anything 
um, without being on purpose. Um, you know that very fr- like right at the beginning of the game when you you crash land uh, and you're you're following uh, the main professor and you walk up to that tower and the he like summons the bridge. It's yes. like it's like the waves and you're just yes. watching him like build the bridge. And you're looking at that like. Dude, that was ha- like the main tutorial of the game too. This is like, oh yeah, you're like, oh shit, we just getting straight up into right, it. Like this right, is like this right. is like first hour, right? Like even like the whole um, using like the uh, the to see the invisibility stuff. I I forgot the spell name, y'all. Revelio. Revelio. Yeah, 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 right, right. <laughs> and like it, um, like it was like summoning all that, and you could like reveal the mo- like the bad guys and stuff, and you're just like, dude. This is like just a taste, and then they let you just explore. Yeah, they said go forth. And they said like, go Man. for it. I love. I just. I love I mean, the, everything like about the, it. And the season, and then they had all the seasons change, and every time the season changed, they decorated the castle and um, like the landscape. If you go into random houses, you see decorations. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's a big world. I don't. I just don't know how it wasn't good enough to get anything like art direction or music or story i don't i don't know i don't know regardless man i'm i'm proud of it like i mean that's all like here's the thing they sold 22 million copies so they don't need the award show to 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 solidify that that it was a good game it's extremely well done it's the game that we like finally wanted and we were waiting for we just wanted to explore the castle freely not be told where to go don't lock the doors let us go wherever we want you know, have the, you know what I mean? Like they don't finally the did door. it. Don't lock the doors. They literally locked the doors. <laughs> but they like, let us get, but they let us have a way to get in. Don't, they let don't us lock, have a way to get in. Don't lock the doors. <laughs> you sneak it into the, you know, you sneak it into the girl's bathroom at night. Like they let you do that. You got in trouble. Well, what, was her, what was her name? The girl in the bathroom in the, uh, in Money the movies. Myrtle. <laughs> Moaning Myrtle. <laughs> Moaning Myrtle. <laughs> But the point is, like, we could finally go forth and and be, and I felt like I was playing bu- <laughs> the game bully at Hogwarts. That's what I felt like. Oh my god, moaning Myrtle in the girls' bathroom. You got peeing Pete in the mess. <laughs> Local Hufflepuff student. Local Hufflepuff to the student. P and P. Male students have noticed pee sounds late at night. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> P and P. There he is. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Yo, no anyway. Way. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Spam spam Hogwarts in the chat, man. Peeing Pete in the chat. Hashtag PP. No, 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 no. PP. <laughs> never mind, bro. Go to topic number two real quick before I lose before I get us off the air. All Let's right, go. moving into topic number two. Uh, something a little sad and uh close to the heart here. Best Buy. You know Best Buy? You ever been? <laughs> I feel bad, bro. <laughs> okay, don't uh, let's not focus. Oh my, he's dying. He's dying. Let him breathe. Bro, get this man some water, bro. Okay, so let's not focus on the obvious, all right? Let's focus on the displays in the back while I let Pete finish. All right. I spilled water all over myself. Dude, look at this spot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, Best Buy. We all know and love. Um, I would say quality shopping experience 10 out of 10 times. Mostly nostalgia probably at this point. Uh, love Best Buy. 
they are beginning to remove their physical media from their stores, starting with DVDs and Blu-rays. Luckily for us, not video games yet uh, being reported, but removing the DVDs and Blu-rays from stores. Um, what's your experience with Best Buy? Do you, do you go often? Do you go once a year? Uh, was that a common stop when you were younger? So I really like Best Buy. I think Best Buy is one of the like the peak place to buy physical stuff because they really had everything. They had like the little bin, little $5 movie bin. They had every single game possible. Dude, I remember every time I wanted to buy a CD, Best Buy had it, dude. Yep, so yep. fun little fact about me, y'all. When I was about, I was 16 in high school, 17, uh, me and my boy Jesse, bro, rest, rest in peace, Jesse, man. I love that dude to death. Um, but we would, um, we had a passion for CDs. We would buy physical media CDs. We, we would love to put them on our computer. We would love to burn CDs for other people, uh, who like also wanted the CD, but Hey man, I can't afford the new Eminem or the Asher CD. So I was like, Hey bro, I got you. Just throw me like three bucks. I'll put on a blank for you, you know? And allegedly. All right. So like the government don't come after me. I said allegedly. Right. Yeah, these are uh, all stories. Yeah, no, these are no all. Truth. Yeah, it's all fiction for the most part. It was in Hogwarts. <laughs> I was going to the Slytherin Hall and passing out mixtapes. Um, uh, but um, I would pocket my lunch money to go to Best Buy or Best Buy. I would go to the resellers for the CDs and I would buy a lot of these like media stuff. Um, Best Buy would have a lot of the new stuff I had. I remember buying Insane Clown Posse, Big Sean. Backstreet Boy or about Backstreet Boys. Um, it was um, it was a uh, new boys. My fault. I like. I had Backstreet Boys CDs. I ain't going front with y'all. Backstreet Boys are nice. In sync, nice, bro. Boy bands. Boy bands are nice. Regardless, I would. That's what I would do with my money. So like, kind of seeing this new era where it's like, obviously streaming's huge. Apple Music's huge. Spotify's huge. For you psychopaths that pay for Pandora. Sure. Dude. Like are you psychopaths that pay for SoundCloud? Cool. Um, but there's not enough place for the physical media in it for being for it to be successful. Um, and it kind of stinks too, because think of all the people who have DVD collections, still have DVD players. Like now now it's just like, oh, you better have the streaming service and like that ish is annoying, bro. I don't wanna have peacock netflix paramount bro adult swim shout out jerry's man adult swim i don't want to pay for all those subscriptions hulu i'm good i I, sometimes you just want to buy the movie you want and move on and i don't want this to be a thing with gaming bro collecting is still a thing in this world have you been to best buy obviously you have Many times. I bought my Switch at Best Buy in 2023. So, you know, it it's not happening with games yet. I'll say this. I think video games have now surpassed. I think we've reported on it. I think video games have now surpassed popularity in terms of, uh, like, they're more popular than movies right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that my guess is the DVDs and the Blu-rays don't really make the business money anymore. But I do think that video games, because they are as, as popular as they are, carrying physical media, they can likely still make money from that. And I think a lot of the money that's made on video games as well are the uh, 
you know, the accoutrement, the little, uh, you walk in, you get a game. Well, now I need a controller. Well, now I need a controller grip. Well, now I need the wireless charger. Let me get you the battery pack. Let me get you the stand. Well, uh, maybe I should get some headphones while I'm here. Like, I think the game will get you into the store, and then they can sell all the extras once you're there. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like why eggs are in the back of a grocery store. So you walk through all the other shelves to get there. So you buy all that extra crap you don't need, but you only came for eggs. Um, I will also say, like, I know it's not like we're talking on Best Buy and what they're doing with their physical media. Mm-hmm. I bring up probably once a once every month on this show, GameStop pre-releases were like the definition of like my childhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, I even if it was just for the Call of Duty, oh, you weren't going for like, yeah, bro, Call of Duty like pre-releases were like the next thing since sliced bread, bro. Everybody was there. I would go there, meet my boys up there, go walk a mile to the McDonald's, go get some food, come back, way back in line, meet up with people. Bro, people are talking about, oh, I have this game. I play this Call of Duty. I'm like, oh, yo, let me add you, bro. That was like the simpler times, man. And like, if you don't have physicals to sell to keep that alive, then it's just... It's spreading away from that. It's just heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking, man. Like, I really started to feel like a geezer in this world. Like, I'm starting to feel old. Mm. Like, this is, like, not the norm. The norm is just, like, oh, I'm just going to pre-order it, and it's going to be downloaded on my PS5, which is cool. Like, pre-ordering it and, like, getting on your PS5 at midnight. Like, you can't beat that because it's, like, you don't got to go nowhere. But it's, like, it's not about the easiness of doing it it's about the experience of going somewhere getting it and showing and being like yo i remember playing this game and showing your kids one day this is what a ps5 disc looked like this right. is what an xbox game looked like um and it just kind of sucks man it, it i don't know i'm not i'm not particularly happy about it but i mean i guess gotta move on eventually yeah yeah the uh i, I still think there's gonna be a place for the physical copies, I think they're going to keep it on as long as it makes money. So clearly right now it's making money. Uh, it's still collectible. Um, who knows where it's going to go? I do think that there's, I mean, we already have that, right? We have uh, gaming as a cloud service. So um, who knows, man? If, if everything went digital, I think, it, I think it would be a bummer because there's something really cool about, now there's something really cool about setting your console down, taking your physical disc, you know, sliding it into the, it was such a commitment. You're like, I'm playing this game versus now you just, you know, alt tab out of the game and click on something else. It takes two seconds, but taking the disc load, like loading it in, getting set up, getting everything in the right place. It was very, uh, um, I don't know, therapeutic almost. I it's agree. like you were settling in You're like, Hey, I'm committed to this game and this game only for the next three, four five hours. It was a midnight release of Call of Duty, seven, eight, ten hours. You know, as long as uh, as long as the squad was online. But yeah, man, it's it's a big change. It's a big change. Businesses are going to business. Um, as long as gaming is still collectible, my guess is they'll keep physical media. I feel you. I feel you. Let us know what you guys think. Down. Actually, a lot of people were commenting a lot of good conversations about it, man. So I appreciate you guys for that. Let's move on to topic number three. All right, topic number three, something a little lighter, um, but also kind of mean. I, did you? How far into Tetris did you get? Did you ever start? Dude, I'm bad at Tetris. Okay, I'm very bad at Tetris. Very it's, bad. Not good at all, dude. That's like 
Not my specialty, bro. Puzzles. Uh-uh. Right. Uh-uh. Uh, good. Recently, and we we are a little late to the party on this one because uh, we caught it on an in-between week, but recently uh, a 13-year-old, I'll say creator at this point because he is, um, was the first recorded person to beat Tetris and actually complete it. When you complete it, uh, the bricks stop falling and it just plays this like weird static sound and no more bricks fall. So you, you top out all the numbers, no more bricks are falling. The game code is done. There's nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he became the first recorded to beat this first person recorded. Um, there's probably somebody somewhere, right? But first person recorded, he's 13 years old, which is crazy. Uh, and it got some traction online and a BBC reporter, I believe, or sorry, a Sky News reporter, uh, played the video on air and then proceeded to roast this kid for beating this. And uh, do, do you have the video up or no? Do I have don't it? have the video. I tried okay. to download it, but honestly, it's very negative to the fact where I don't even want to give this person credibility of showing this video. Um, but at the same time, it is just, um, not a pretty sight. Basically this person was straight out, just flat out saying like, Oh, whoop de doo basically go outside. And I think that's how people view people who play video games. Like people don't understand like video games could be a hobby and you could still have a normal life. I could, I go to work. I have friends. I go out and have a beer, but when I get home, I'm gaming. I still get stuff done. The house is productive. The mm-hmm. kid is chilling. We're fine. We're good. Right. Like, why do we live like in this? You coach T-ball? Yeah. Like, I like, still have like a life outside of games, bro. But like, I could do all that plus enjoy video games. Right. Like, she basically just said like, go outside. Like, bro, this dude's coping that his father just passed away. Like, this is what you talk about in the news. Like, it's not no joke. It's not funny. Like, if the dude wants to play Tetris, he wants to play Tetris. Not only so, uh, and, and and people just make fun of what they don't understand, right? And she's saying in the in the news clip, she said um, it's an old lady. And she goes, as a mom, I would say, go outside, get a breath of fresh air. Beating Tetris is not a real life goal. Um, and it, it, people, if you don't understand, you don't understand. But she doesn't understand the importance of what Tetris is to uh, the gaming world. Like Tetris is, um, and probably already is, but will be in the video game hall of fame. Um, it's probably, I would say it's likely one of the most like best-selling games of all time has oh, yeah. to be, or most played even. It has um, to be, especially with the, uh, with it being released during like the PlayStation era. And it's like, Everybody can pick up and play Tetris, like how everybody could play Candy Crush. It's not like there's like a, there's a right. skill gap. But it's not like, you know what I'm saying? Like anybody can pick it up and play it. Right. And it's so simple conceptually, but it's so hard to master. And then you go, okay, well, yeah, you beat Tetris, blah, blah, blah. And you go, okay, but you don't know what, what's going to come of this, right? Um, the internet has already taken care of this person. When I say that, I mean they attack her viciously online, which is what you don't want either. You don't want someone's life to be destroyed. But she like she's kind of laughing at the end of it. Uh, but again, she doesn't understand the significance of what this is. Also, this is a 13-year-old kid. Um, also, you're reporting on it, so clearly you have nothing better. You know, nothing better <laughs> to talk about. Uh, so clearly, it's important in some frame. 
But I imagine that they looked at the list of what they're reporting on that day. And she said, why am I, this is like a fluff piece or whatever. Uh, that'd be my assumption, but uh, good for him. And he's going to get, certainly get something from it. Uh, you, you'd like to hope, but it's a big deal, man. It's, Shout out it's to a, my boy. Shout out yeah, to my boy, yeah. man. Shout out to my boy, bro. We talking about you beating a game that technically low key isn't beatable. If the game didn't glitch out, you could just keep, keep playing. Just keep going, right. And, and the, the story went that the, uh, the father was no longer with them in, in, in some capacity. And that's what they used to do together to, to have bonding time. And, um, right. yeah, it's just a shame. It's just, it's just, it's weird behavior. You're like putting down other people's and I'm, and I'm guilty of it. Um, and as I'm getting older, um, you know, it's, it's something I realized it's like, mind your business. Be better. Mind your business. And was that uh, Joey Swole? Be yeah. better. Be better. Joey Swole, be mind better. Your be- yeah. You mind know, your business. Yeah. mind your be business. Be better. Uh, and instead, yeah. of a, instead of us doing like people at the gym, we do people that play video games. Be better. <laughs> mind <laughs> your business. Be better. Uh, yeah. And uh, it sucks. It sucks. I, I, I doubt that this has even reached his eyeballs. Um, no. He's so beyond it at this point. Dude, he's I don't want that person to people. lose their job, but it's 13. You have kids. How are you? Right. How are you? How are you trashing kids? I want to say, like, last thing before we move on, bro. Like, hey, if you've, nobody's talking about you, then you ain't doing nothing right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You have people talking about you, you're doing something right, my man. She knows she sucks. She couldn't get through past the first few stages of Tetris. And she talking herself. I get it, bro. Keep playing Candy Crush, all right? I do lunch break. Don't worry about my boy. Don't you ever talk about my boy like that ever again. Keep his name out your mouth. He'll go outside when he wants to. All right? Yeah, she, yeah. We'll just leave it there. That's a good place Boom. to move on. <laughs> Let's get to topic number four, man. Uh, topic oh. number four and the main topic of our uh, our broadcast today. Boom, let's make some people mad. Main topic. Y'all saw the thumbnail. Go ahead, man. Tell them what it is. <laughs> the main topic. Tell the Xbox, Xbox boys what it is. Speak with your chest, bro. Halo is coming to PlayStation, baby. <laughs> Sign it up, dude. Sign Boom. it up. Sign it up. I'll be playing with my dual my dual sense controller, baby. Woo wee! Oh my! And then I'm lo- and then I'm quick loading into Spider Man afterwards. <laughs> I'm telling you that right now. On Xbox, anyway. Mark Microsoft. it up. <laughs> I feel bad, bro. <laughs> All right, go ahead, bro. Steve go ahead. The PlayStation. All right, Microsoft. Microsoft is reportedly open to porting Xbox exclusives to other platforms. That's right, Stu. Halo BR inbound to the PlayStation. It's your they dream. It's your Ship dream. Ship it out. <laughs> Go to Best Buy before they run out. PS5, get you a copy. Get, you, get one. you a physical copy. Shit, get you one, bro. I took this picture live. Nobody understands. <laughs> so many people are confused. Oh yeah, people are mad, bro. Listen. So, okay. <laughs> so, um there are rumors. I think the rumor the big one that I saw was that they had dropped some rumors that they're going to bring Hi-Fi Rush, title I'm playing right now, uh and bringing it over to the Nintendo Switch, so moving it from an exclusive uh to a different platform. Apparently, this is controversial. Okay. Apparently, this is you know, irksome, irksome people off. So the question is, what's the problem? Hold on, my son needs some. Uh, 
So the question yeah. to you, good people, what's up? I need to take his necklace off. Sorry, guys. Uh, so the question to you, good people, is why is this making everybody so angry? What is the problem? What is the problem with bringing Xbox exclusives to other consoles? Uh, you're still going to be paying the same price. So if it's not going to affect the price price point, what's what's the problem here? Okay. Uh, I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and kick it off. Sorry about that, right, guys. Go you know, I gotta be a father sometimes. I know your news, okay? It mm-hmm. happens. All right. Sometimes I get a little like little iffy, little like anxiety ridden when it happens, but it happens, bro. Sorry if y'all gotta whatever. I'm not sorry. Listen, I'm about to talk my ass right now. Here's the thing about gaming and about potentially console wars, because let's just sum it up, right? This is about the console wars, right? People who ride for PlayStation that have a PS5 and can say that PlayStation is the superior console. They ride for the games that come out for them, the people that work for them, the people that produce the games for them, and they like having that exclusivity to that console. So when people ride for Xbox and they're like, we just bought all these studios. We got Bethesda. Right. We got Blizzard. We got Activision. Right. They have a bunch of plethora of studios now that are sitting there working for them that can make exclusivity games. Well, now people are getting irritated because it's like this. What is the reason to buy an Xbox if you're just going to put your games elsewhere to the common fan? It really doesn't make sense because it's like I buy your product because I want to play the games that you are going to say is exclusive on my console. But if I can't do that, like, then what's the point of buying an Xbox? There is none. There's truly no point. Like, I mean, at this point, Phil Spencer is basically saying, like, these games probably run better on PC than anything. Just get a PC and get Game Pass and play your games on there. That is why I feel like it is a concern for some people, because they're like, I have an Xbox. I want to play good games on my Xbox that I pay money for. But what's what's stopping you from doing that? One, the Xbox. Let's just let's just throw it out there, bro. I'm not before you guys start labeling me fanboy. I'm not a fanboy. The Xbox Series S runs like a hunk of shit. I have one. I hate it. I'd rather play the games on my PC. The reason I got an Xbox Series S and y'all could come at me too is I got it to play Madden Next Gen. It runs terrible on Madden Next Gen. Runs terrible on the Series S. It's a budget console that was made to run like smaller Game Pass games. Like, I feel like it's perfect for Sea of Stars. I feel like it's perfect for Frog Detective. I feel like it's perfect for a lot of like Hi Fi Rush. I feel like it's very perfect for Hi Fi Rush. Um, the last case of Benedict Fox, your smaller Game Pass games that you know are going to be on there. You think I'm going to play Assassin's Creed on that thing? That thing would explode. Okay? It would explode. You think I'm playing Starfield on that thing? Dude, it would it would it would sound like a helicopter. It's not happening. But it's better for Microsoft to do this because it's feeding what they have to other audiences. So Sea of Thieves is it's an Xbox title, but it also is highly it's highly multiplayer. Like you experience being in the pirate world with other pirates that are trying to take you down and take your treasure. So wouldn't you want other people on other consoles to play that 
for the fact that you could get a bigger player fan base and a bigger player count. And also, I want to say to that, PlayStation puts their games on PC. Yeah, it's like two, three years down the road, but nobody says anything about that. That's fine. If you want to play it right away, get the console to play it. But I think that every console should just be like, I would... On the extent of the Switch, because we've seen games run like garbage on the Switch, too. It doesn't have the hardware to run some of these games. We see it. Like, nobody's playing Mortal Kombat 1 on the Switch. And if you are, bro, I'll say a prayer for you tonight. Because I don't, I don't see that. Um, but at the, at, the, at the end of the day, bro, like, Hi-Fi Rush, if it goes to the Switch, that's perfect for it. It's It's... It's letting other people experience your game after it's been out for a year or two. What do you think? I guess I'm 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 like not understanding how it hurts the consumer other than the feeling of well, I bought this to play this game that you said was exclusive so I feel a little duped. Like I could have bought a PC, played all of them, but I bought the Xbox because you said that I could only play your games on Xbox. So from right. a consumer standpoint, that's I can see how you feel. You're like, hey, man, you said this was an exclusive party and everyone's invited? What's the point of that? Like, um, From a gamer standpoint, or from a business standpoint, uh, I give the product to everybody. Now making money on three three different platforms, you know, okay. four different platforms. But nobody is going to buy your console if they. Say so it. why would they? Why would they do it then? Like if it's going to hurt them, potentially. It's, it's not hurting them because at the same time, if you wanted to play Hi-Fi Rush right away, you can get an Xbox. It's been a year. It's been exactly a year. Now they're talking about putting it somewhere else. There's no problem with that. Nobody should have a problem with that. People like to gatekeep stuff. That is the problem. It is not Microsoft as a company. It is not Microsoft or it's not PS5. It's not PlayStation as a company. Sony as a company. It is people that gatekeep it because they think it's obligated to keep games on their own console. Because if they don't, then like they want, they don't want nobody else to play it because it's like, oh, you better get an Xbox. Like do Xbox like, write you checks? Are they writing you checks, bro? Is Phil Spencer writing you checks? Are you, talk, are you talking to me? No, not you. I'm just saying, bro. Is Phil Spencer writing these people checks that say, like, oh, we can't have Sea of Thieves on the PlayStation? Nope. Sea of Thieves, man. Let other people play Sea of Thieves. People, like, don't complain when they can say God of War goes on the PC after three years. They just accept it. Right. So... The Xbox teams said that the only re- only reason they do exclusives is because PlayStation does exclusives. So there. So I, I have noticed this in the uh, the back and forth between spokespeople between Xbox and Sony or Microsoft and Sony. Xbox way more often points fingers and said, "Well, we're only being this way because they're being that way." <laughs> or we only do this because Sony grown does men, this. grown right, men being right. petty. Oh, PlayStation. Well, if you does jumped off a bridge, you know, if they jumped off a bridge, would you jump off too? And they say, like, well, you know, it's you know, it's like that little like it's, Dude, like, it's like petty. Can you can you see where the problem is with that? They just bought Activision and Blizzard for billions of dollars, but right. no, it's because PlayStation does it. No. 
You right. know what you're doing. You're sick. You're sick. And that is the only reason why, like, I, I seem like a fanboy, bro, because that's that thing where it's like, oh, Xbox says they're only doing it for the mere fact of, oh, well, PlayStation's doing it. That's not the case. That's not the case, bro. Yeah, I I think it helps the business, but I, like I said, I think the, I would feel, there's something about feeling like you're in the club and you lose that. Mm. Like, hey, I'm in the, I'm in the Xbox club. I'm in the PlayStation club. I actually have both so I can play both. It's, I think it stimulates the economy a lot by having exclusivity between each console. Cause then you're like, well, now I got to get all three cause I want to play all three of these games. I don't know. It's weird. I, I just wasn't expecting it. I didn't know this was going to be a major issue. I just, I'd be really curious to see what, what fans are saying or, or what, you know, people high up in the, the gaming space are saying about it. I don't know, man. It's, it's, I, I guess why wouldn't it go that way? Mm-hmm. Or maybe they just do like a really controlled release where, very select games like they're never going to move the halo franchise to playstation but a game like sea of thieves why not why not move it over be easy to port it be picked up you know what i mean i don't know why would Mm. why wouldn't you do stuff like that i agree i agree man i'm on the same track i i think everybody should play games but like you don't know these console wars people man they're nasty it's weird it's so strange i just wasn't they are nasty it is a group of nasty individuals man but go ahead and kick us off with the final topic of the day, man. Uh, yeah. Final topic of the day. Uh, as we wrap up this episode, uh, Elon Musk, I'm sure you guys have heard owner of that is. owner of X, uh, one of his many companies with an X in it, but he has unveiled on a live stream on Twitter, uh, where he played it's Diablo four. It's X. It's X. Uh, right. X, you said Twitter. Dang it! Um, on X, where he unveiled a a an X live stream, uh, potentially showing plans for the potential monetization of live streaming on Twitter. Um, whether his plan is to directly compete with, I guess you would be if you're adding live streaming, Twitch, Kick, YouTube, but. You know, there is a world where you could go on Twitter and you're like, I'm a, on X. I'm an X streamer. Uh, and you just stream live on X with monetization options. So um, I don't know. What are your thoughts? I, I think uh, scrolling your Twitter feed, it might be much easier to catch viewers in a Twitter feed than an Instagram feed, which doesn't really exist for, for live streaming. Right. Uh, for Twitch on mobile, I'm just thinking in terms of mobile. You have to go to the app for Kick. You'd have to go to the app. TikTok really is the only place where you, you know, you you scroll through live streams. I think that this is going to be a very competitive streaming service in the future. The mm-hmm. reason I say that: imagine being able to watch a live stream, be able to tweet about that live stream, be able to share someone else's live stream through X. Um, so like you're, you're keeping everything because people tweet, people promote their streams through X. So if you just keep everything together, Oh, we'll make it easier for you to share your streaming clip, your no scope, triple kill 
onto X right away as soon as it happens. It's going to like it's going to open up the floodgates because you're keeping everything in the ecosystem. Um, now where it's better for like everybody is now Twitch says you could stream to other places. So like you'll be able to just put your stream on X and on Twitch at the same time. So like at the end of the day, it benefits everybody. And I think it will be highly used. I mean, Facebook uses it. And a lot of people that stream just on Facebook get crazy amount of numbers because they just do like everybody has their own way of doing stuff. I think it's going to be huge. I I just think it's going to be dope. I think Elon Musk is going to do a great job of promoting it. They're probably going to have a lot of money to sign a lot of these guys. Think about the amount of people that probably could be able to sign. I mean, Elon Musk has infinity about a buddy. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. This is going to be one of those gold rushes, just like when Kit came out, where you're going to see this this little exodus of people who they're like, "Hey, here's here's a chance to strike while the iron's hot," and uh, I'm just going to full jump to, tw- to Twitter streaming. So same um, thing with like Mixer. People hopped on Mixer super quick. They got the bag. It didn't work out. It went to Facebook Gaming. Yeah, yeah. It's I I like it, man. I like competition. I. I love Twitch it. Twitch is in such a weird place and it's just getting so weird over there. I don't know what's going on over there. <laughs> dude, X is weird, bro. Elon Musk is a weird dude. I will say something though, bro. It's like one of those things and it's like a topic for another day. I think people like especially like I think there's no promo is bad promo. So I think Elon Musk whatever he says or whenever he says it, people eat it up. People love to hear it. So like he's just tweeting out he's just promoing himself. So he gets people to talk, which puts more eyes on him, which puts more eyes on his platform, more revenue. So, like, dude's a smart guy. I get it. Um, I'll be on X. Dude, I just think it's going to be easy, bro. Like, imagine your boy does something funny on X, and he's streaming it, and you just tweet it out. And then that viral clip. You can clip, clip it directly in. And then that viral yeah. clip goes through X, bro. Like, Elon Musk is cooking up something. He's cooking it up for sure. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be competition's good, good for everyone. You, you so, gonna be on it? Uh, I mean, why not? Try it out. That's the question. That's the golden question. Why not? Why wouldn't why you? Not? Why not? I, look, look, I am very happy in my little YouTube bubble right now. Um, we're just gonna keep rocking videos on there, and I think that's just like a good place to house everything. So we'll keep rocking with that, and uh, you know, we'll try it. We'll try it as soon as it comes out. Mm-hmm. No, I, d- I definitely like the uh, the YouTube stuff for you, man. You've been rocking. You've been killing it, bro. You've been killing it. Yep, I'm digging it. Sorry. But that's uh, that's it on the topic uh, topic list here. Do you have anything, uh, final thoughts or anything? No, man. That's been go- Gaming Gone Weird, episode number 67. I want to give a big shout-out to everybody that's watching us live right now, going through the list. Shout-out TB, man, my boy TB. Shout-out Cooldown. Shout-out LOLK Stew. Shout out Jerry's. Hopefully I'm not missing anybody else. I appreciate everybody that's watching live. Thank you guys to everybody that's watching on X. Everybody that's watching on Know Your News. Everybody that's watching this on the website. Afterwards, we are everywhere, man. Um, This has been Nick Tana. If you guys want to see any more of me personally, I am a game critic, a game reviewer. I play games, and I actually am holding myself to a challenge to where I'm going to beat 50 games this year. Uh, more update to that soon. So um, make sure Five if you guys want to, if you want to see me on that journey, mm-hmm. 
five zero this year. So if you guys want to see me on that journey, man, make sure you guys follow me on all my socials. You love Nick Tana on X. You love Nick Tana on YouTube. You love Nick Tana on Twitch. And make sure you guys check out my boy Pete, and he's going to tell you everywhere where you can find him. You can find me at Ghost Stories Gaming or Ghost Plays Games on all things social. Right now, majority of the content's being housed on YouTube. We're doing game reviews. We're doing Let's Plays uh, and short-form content. But you can also find me on TikTok, X, Instagram, you know, wherever. Future, future X streamer. TB, that is insane. Thank you for that. Best joke I've heard all night. Nick playing games. <laughs> Everybody that's stuck to the end, make sure you guys like, comment, subscribe. See you guys next episode for number 68, 8 p.m. Eastern on Wednesdays. Be safe. Tell us when you love them, and we are out. Yeah. Later. <laughs> If you want to see all our videos about real news stories that are funny, stupid, or weird, click the subscribe button below. Otherwise, we'll start posting spoilers about your favorite new movies.